you've been on this ladder for kind of 22, 23 years of your life, and suddenly the ladder stops because the world just doesn't operate like that. This idea of businesses taking advantage of young, enthusiastic people is something that is not right. We can give so much and we receive so little in return. I am the rounding in student loans, and all of my success and a, a, the good solid salary I make mean nothing. I think what we're gonna realize in the next 20 years is that humans are humans and like this guarded higher education platform that they've like touted for so long is, is not really worth it. Somehow, after graduating with a first class degree from the third oldest English speaking university in the world, the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, I expected it to all just magically work out. I still haven't figured it out. Was I the only one who had no idea what the hell to do next? So I just started asking. And these responses have created Commencement, a podcast dedicated to guiding recent graduates through the challenges many of us encounter after graduating. My name is Becca. I'm your host and a recent graduate of the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. On commencement, I explore alongside you and recent graduates across the globe what it means to graduate and start participating in a world outside of school while keeping happy, healthy, and hopefully out of debt. I went to Harvard. I went to university in Savannah, Georgia at the Savannah College of Art and Design. I went to school at Berklee College of Music. I went to school at the University of Vermont. Graduated this past June from the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. These graduates have majored in radically different subjects. My major was Cognitive Neuroscience and Evolutionary Psychology. I studied a mixture of psychology and geography. I received a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Performing Arts. I studied Social Anthropology. I majored in Professional Music, which is Berkeley's version of Pick Your Own Major. We're born and raised in diverse locations across the globe. I'm from Boston, but I'm like from from Albania. I am from Harare, Zimbabwe. I am from Northern Maine. Born in Kenya, all of my education up to uni I spent there. And we're currently living all over the world. And right now I live in South Burlington, Vermont. And now I live in Washington, DC. And I'm living in New York City. Now I live in London. As it turns out, I wasn't the only one feeling lost and even existentially hopeless at times. There are so many days where I I'm just like, what am I doing here? Like, as much as I love it, it's hard to not lose hope. I have nothing to offer the world. I have no experience in a lab. I literally, like, have done nothing related to any career except practice. It was an incredibly, kind of, continual, existentially difficult time for me, and it still is, 100%. The, the program that I'm doing now was the last thing I'd applied to, and I've been rejected by so many other things. I do really miss uni. I think I'll never forgive myself for taking for granted living in a uni town, being so young, having easy access to close friends, like a lame night out, good coffee. Sometimes I wish that I'd taken a different path one where I could continue, you know, anonymously sitting in coffee shops, going to CrossFit gyms, going out for drinks at night. 
If so many recent graduates felt this way, there was obviously something wrong. Had our higher education failed to prepare us for the real world? I turned to my fellow graduates to gain some insight. It seemed that the roots of these issues came even before we attended university. Perhaps it is something to do with the messages we have been constantly receiving, even since young children, about the role that university was supposed to play in our lives. I don't know how kids get this message, but kids definitely there thought that going to college was like the peak. Definitely felt like a, a dominant message, and that's something that kids would talk about all the time in high school was just college like why are you doing this for college why are you taking this ap class for college why are you running track even though you hate running for college you know that was kind of something that people looked up to as this this holy grail and when we're at school there's all this progression you know you're you're building up school is just building up to university that's all kind of in some ways that's all it is when i was younger yeah i was really caught up in the kind of grandness of it and the kind of prestigiousness of it. I was, you know, really keen to get a first class degree. And I think there's a real arrogance that this is kind of the pinnacle of life and intelligence. And no, like, absolutely not. I think it's important that people recognize that well before they go into it. How incredibly helpful and enriching it can be, but how it's, it's just not a guarantee. It was no question that many graduates felt the messages they received throughout childhood exalting higher education were problematic. That the expectation of their university experience and what it would help them achieve afterwards failed to live up to the reality. But did other graduates also believe that their college or university left them ill-prepared for post-grad life? And if so, were these issues particular to their alma mater? Or were they indicative of larger, more systemic issues with our higher education systems on the whole? I don't think the majority of people are going to med school, law school, or consulting. I feel like the majority of people are just like trying to figure out what they want to do. And there's kind of like no guidance in that. And I think that's pretty similar at other universities. I don't think that's just Harvard. But yeah, I just wish there would have been a little more practical aspects to like just branding, marketing, finding out what you really want to do, and then figuring out like if it's not one of the traditional career paths, like how do you go about finding a career that you like? Yeah, it was just kind of what are you doing next? What's the next achievement you're going to be doing? Everything I ever learned about networking, about how to be successful, about what I needed to do professionally was a lie. What I majored in has never mattered in where I ended up. And the people who hold my position here all majored in radically different, totally unrelated fields. I can't tell you that I think that it was fundamentally worth it for more than kind of the social and in learning how to think. You know, I learned in college how to think, how to write, but more so than that, I also learned how to switch into like the 11th gear and just continually go. And school systems, I think, train people to be workers and don't train people to look at a problem and try to come up with a creative solution. You know, everything from rote memorization to kind of how you're treated as a student to strict grading guidelines are all things that are kind of artificial, but then set you up to basically become kind of a worker bee, so to speak and work for an established firm. I have a kind of gripes with modern educational institutions because 
I think that the way that they treat people and kind of herd you through kind of a, a predetermined class structure, basically your major or whatever, is detrimental to people that think differently and are trying to do something different. Plastic form-fitting chairs, it, it all goes, and, and I think grading in particular is really detrimental because when you get out of school, unless you have like a performance review at your corporate job or whatever, like you don't get that structure at all, right? You get out into the world, I think that's the hardest thing for, for a lot of people, and I think why a lot of people that may be more happy basically kind of going out and doing something on their own will actually go and seek out more schools because they find comfort in the structure. So other recent graduates seem to have ambivalent feelings both about how their particular universities prepared them for life after graduation and how higher education systems were operating across the U.S. and the U.K. in capacities that in many ways limited students. When considering this, we must also reflect on how our higher education systems are inextricably implicated in if not byproducts of unequal hierarchical systems, governmental, social, and economic, which often capitalize on these institutions and financially burdened graduates and propagate unrealistic and damaging messages about what a successful career entails. The success metrics we use to measure success are not the things we should be looking at. You go to college and get the job and then you're happy because you have money and a job that you like. So many people think that success is defined by now go take that education and make a shitload of money. You have to get rid of the pressure that higher education puts on you and, and other graduates of just like doing something to make the money. It sets employers up in a huge way to take advantage of people by doing what we do. To our recent graduates, we, we allow them basically no leeway in taking risks because you've got the, the money demon sitting over your head. So we find ourselves looking for graduate jobs that are very low paying and we're just told to pay our dues before we can get to any point of real fulfillment or real responsibility. So often I talk to friends who graduated a couple of years ago and they are in a job that is providing them with just enough money to live off and they're so unhappy and so unfulfilled. And so it sets people up for this gig economy that's been going strong for a while where benefits are drying up. Uh, like the things that were secure for our parents' generation are just not there anymore. It's the Uberization of everything. Uber, Lyft, you're a contractor, you're not technically an employee. That's the way I feel like a lot of like the employment stuff is going. So you get hit with that and then you get hit with your debt and you're, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, well, you know, if I didn't have this, I would probably have more of an option to take, take a risk. The only thing that's keeping people from being educated and bettering our world and saving it from imminent climate disasters and imminent healthcare disasters is education. And the reason is because of money and because of how much it costs. And without a comprehensive, low-cost, higher education system, we are totally screwed. As we can see from the reflections of just a few graduates, there are various overlapping problems arising from our higher education system and other societal structures that can make postgrad life exceedingly difficult for many. But we're not here only to talk about problems. Were there any feasible solutions that we, as recent graduates, could be a part of? I asked my fellow graduates if they had any suggestions to mitigate these issues. 
I decided to separate these into several categories of wisdom. First, as recent graduates, how can we actively improve the lives of recent and soon-to-be graduates? Us as graduates, um, setting a really good example for people who, who are coming after us and being like really honest with how our life is going and really honest about the ways in which it's affecting us and, and kind of setting that standard of being like, oh no, I'm not actually that successful. I'm, I'm struggling and life is really difficult. Um, but that's okay, and like actually I can find joy and peace in that, and actually there's there's other things that are worth pursuing other, rather than that success, or that, that next job, or that next thing, and actually like, you know, success is not the goal. It's okay if you don't know what you want to do. It's okay if it's going to take some time to figure out what that is. I might want to be a teacher, I might not. It's true that we have so much time, and you should prioritize learning what you truly value in life first. And what that should be should be sustainable living and less focus on money, money, money. But that's just because climate change is happening, folks. I feel like there's a need for at university for people to cultivate this idea that university isn't the end goal, that there's so much more to life and that it's just a really small part of your life. Um, and while it can be an amazing part of your life, it's, it is small. Um, and to have that really big perspective, it's really up to people kind of chatting about it, having that willingness to be vulnerable. Second, if and when we are feeling lost, what can we turn to for guidance? Don't compare yourself to other people when you don't know what their day-to-day -day life is like. I sat down and created a vision board of all of the things that I wanted to manifest into my life. Listening to podcasts of other people's career paths, because the more successful people I listened to, the more I realized none of them had done it the same way and none of them had gone to med school or law school or whatever. The risk taking is fundamentally what it's all about. If you don't take risks, you know, you get put in the box. Um, and that box is, you know, what someone else defined the world as. Even the people who do think they know what they want to do, I don't think they actually know. Because how can you know? You'll be changing throughout your life. And most importantly, what can we use to carry us through each and every day, even if all we want to do is give up or just scream in existential anguish? I'm not gonna let myself think about that until I've fully committed for a year. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, decide for how long you're gonna truly commit to this because I think it's important to set yourself that goal. And then rethink and don't feel bad about it. Really invest for the amount of time that you say you're going to because then if you don't, you'll kind of spend the rest of your life, even if you end up doing something that you like, you'll be like, I wonder you know, what it would have been like if I had just really given myself this amount of time and had been patient with it. I can tell myself that I'm allowed to give up tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, I can tell myself again that I'm allowed to give up tomorrow. Something that really holds me all the time in the uncertainty of graduation and creating a life is this quote by Rainer Rilke. Be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. And <laughs> so just along those lines of Questions arise and life is never one shade of color and it's about integrating all those colors together and seeing the full spectrum. 
I'm not gonna lie, I still feel pretty lost most days. But a few pieces of wisdom from these recent graduates keep me going. I've realized that we need to start reevaluating the messages we've received about what success entails and to openly talk about the challenges graduates face well before we graduate. When everything seems completely overwhelming, I try to take it one day at a time and focus on the small things, like finding a job or hobbies that make me feel personally fulfilled. For now, that comes from studying and practicing massage, learning acro yoga, and attending Extinction Rebellion events. I remind myself that I am still young and have plenty of time to make informed decisions about my future, and that most people change careers multiple times throughout the course of their lives. Redefining my own metrics of success and avoiding constant comparisons of myself with other recent graduates from afar has been extremely helpful. But there's many more questions that still keep me up at night. So let's answer them together on the next episodes of Commencement. Would you like to join the conversation about postgrad life? Send an email or a voice memo to commencement.the dot podcast at gmail.com and follow commencement the podcast on instagram for more updates and a huge thank you to all the graduates whose voices you heard on this podcast and whose stories will be shared on future episodes without you this podcast would not exist and a special shout out to james fernando a professional jazz pianist and recent graduate of the berkeley college of music whose music was featured on this episode. If you'd like to hear more, please follow the link posted in the episode description. And if you would like to have your original music featured, please reach out by email or Instagram. Well, graduates, that's all for this time. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to tune in to the next episode of Commencement. <laughs>